wondering what were you doing the first few months of 2020? Well, today's guests were launching their business together in outdoor apparel, a business that by starting in a globally disrupted times has forged its way into new territory. I'm Ali Hill and welcome to Stand Out Life, a podcast dedicated to exploring what does it take to live boldly amongst the busyness and the uncertainty of our world. Olympic freestyle aerial skier Kylie McKinnon, alongside Ariana Ferweda, initially set out to create a skiwear brand designed by women for women. After competing in the 2018 Olympics in men's skiwear, Kylie knew the male-dominated outdoor industry needed to change. She shares in this conversation the frustrations that she experienced when trying to talk to sponsors about the subtle difference for women's skiwear without any traction. This was a lightning bolt moment for her and for Ariana, who was also an avid recreational skier frustrated by the lacklustre outdoor apparel industry and struggled to find just gear that fit well, felt good, was functional and looked good. And with that, Half Days, their business was born. In this conversation, we talk about the power of connecting with the outdoors and with nature, navigating a fast growth business together how do they keep the things that are most important front of mind? And we talk about the crossover between Olympic level skiing and being in business. From a seed of an idea to navigating the important things in relationship and work, enjoy this conversation with Kylie and Ariana. Ariana and Kylie, welcome to the podcast. Great to chat with you both. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. So great to be here. Kylie, let me throw to you first. Talk to me about what was the catalyst to starting and launching Half Days? Yeah, that's a great question and a question that we get asked most often. So me and Ariana kind of have slightly different backgrounds as to why, you know, this idea came about. But for me, it was really my background in skiing. I've been skiing since I was three years old. And, you know, grew up going to the mountains in Vermont every single weekend with my family. And when I was 15, I started professionally skiing in the sport of freestyle aerials. So I don't know if you know what that sport is, but it basically consists of going off of huge jumps and doing a bunch of flips and twists and trying to land on your feet. But I competed in that sport for about eight years and then went to the Olympics in 2018 and then retired shortly after that. But during my professional career and just my entire life skiing, I'd never really loved the ski wear that was on the market. I never really felt truly connected to any of the brands that were available, whether it was the colors that were available or the way that the product fit. And then being on the US ski team, we're provided with product from sponsors that we, you know, have to wear for our uniforms and those uniforms are unisex, they say, but they're really just men's ski wear that the women have to wear. So as I'm sure you can imagine, that causes not great fitting or looking product for the women. So I kind of had this like dislike towards the ski wear market for a very long time. And then just kind of seeing all these huge brands not really listening to their customers or what they wanted was a really eye-opening experience for me. And even being on the U.S. ski team and speaking to these brands who wanted to create better products for the athletes and not having them actually listen to any of the feedback that we were providing them really kind of, you know, hit me (laughs) kind of hard because I felt like we were the people that were trying to, you know, speak what we wanted to these companies to really get the best out of the products that we had to wear. And 
because of that, I ended up skiing in the Olympics in men's ski wear because nothing changed. And when I retired from skiing, that was kind of the moment where I was ready to make a change in the industry. And fast forward a couple of years later, that was when I met Ariana here in Denver. And yeah, that was kind of like the initial idea behind the brand. But I'll let Ari kind of give her background as well. Yeah, I mean, not not similarly to Kylie in the sense that I you know wasn't an Olympic skier, but a recreational one and had my own frustrations with not being able to find skiwear that was fashion forward or stylish in any capacity, as well as it being technical and really fit for women's bodies. I was just frustrated by kind of feeling left out of the industry from that perspective. And it was a light bulb moment for the two of us when we met and really just had this common frustration that we wished there was a brand for us that we were really excited about in the outdoor space, specifically for skiing. So we decided to launch a brand that was really built for women by women, bringing fashion forward pieces into the space and also a more approachable brand and community and just really welcoming women to the mountains through half days. So yeah, we launched half days at the end of 2020 and kind of have been off the races since. It's huge. And obviously the frustration can be a catalyst for change, but no doubt crazy frustrating. Kylie, if I just go back to your answer, what do you think it would have meant for you in being in clothes that would have been either Mm -hmm. clothes that you felt more connected to that I fitted better, (laughs) let alone kind of stylish. What would that have meant for you at that time, do you think? Yeah, I feel like, you know, we always made this joke when we were on the mountain training or competing that you would say, you look good, you feel good, you jump well. And we kind of like made that joke because I never really felt like I looked great or I was really confident in what I was wearing. And obviously, you know, at the end of the day, that's not the most important thing, but you still care about that kind of stuff and you want to feel comfortable and confident in what you're wearing. And I think that I would have felt heard and maybe even more important in the industry if these brands really took what we had to say into account. But the fact that they said that they would make these changes and then didn't, and I just felt like it didn't really matter what I said or how much time and effort I put into wanting that change, that nothing was going to happen. And I was just going to have to deal with what we were given no matter the circumstance. So I feel like, yeah, it would have just made me feel more important and understood in the ski community where, again, women kind of are left out a lot of the time. So I guess it was kind of just like the standard at that time. And now with half days, obviously, we're trying to change that. But unfortunately, there's nothing I can do about it now looking back. But moving forward, the plan is to never have that be the case anymore. And that's such a, um, you know, obviously a big driver behind the thinking behind the brand, but also just how important it is to listen to people and to really kind of take that into consideration. Ariana, one of the things that within the brand, uh, within Half Days, is that you look at doing things differently. Where did that drive come from, aside from just sheer frustration? Yeah, absolutely. I think moving to Colorado for me and wanting to get more into skiing and hiking. And even though I I did it to a degree growing up, it was really like this newer thing for me that I was getting into in a bigger way. And I think starting the shopping experience and looking for the gear and really being excited to kind of join this community and industry with, with the sport of skiing and just kind of feeling like left out of it almost, like not really represented in the industry of women not being at the forefront of the industry and not even being able to find a pair of ski pants that fit me well and that I wasn't excited to put on. That was a really just frustrating experience. And I think that 
has definitely given the drive around wanting to do something different in the outdoor industry and kind of really just disrupting these legacy brands that have been around for a long time and have been really male dominated for the bulk of, you know, the existence of these companies. One of the things you have really embraced is not just skiing, but hiking and trekking and being in the outdoors. What does time in the outdoors look like for for each of you? I'll, I'll start with you, Ariana. Yeah, definitely. So I grew up in Michigan and I grew up on a lake and was a mile from Lake Michigan, which if you've ever been to Michigan or the Great Lakes, you might know that if you're like standing on one side of Lake Michigan, you can't see the other side. So it literally looks like an ocean. And it was just, you know, being around like beaches and lakes growing up was is really like where I feel most at home. So I would say being in the outdoors for me, like I, I love summer sports, but I over the past, you know, five years or so of living in Colorado have also found just like a, a newfound love for the mountains and for skiing. And it's definitely a variety of things. I love being in the outdoors in any capacity, but those are probably like two of my favorite places to be. Kylie, what about for you? Yeah. I mean, I think my answer is probably obvious when it comes to the skiing side of things, but as I mentioned, I grew up on the East Coast, so I grew up skiing in Vermont every single weekend over the winter with my family. And I think that's something that I look back as such a great memory of, you know, my parents taking me, my brothers out of school early on Fridays in the winter and taking that time to drive up to the mountains with them and spend time skiing with them every day and having my parents there to teach me how to ski at such a young age. I know that's definitely a privilege and not something that a lot of people get to experience. And, you know, knowing that that was a privilege and wanting other people to get to experience the joy of being out on the mountains and going skiing down a fast run, just like feeling that adrenaline, I think is such an important thing for us at Half Days is now making sure that we can bring as many people to the mountains as possible that didn't get to have that experience when they were younger. And obviously, you know, the hiking and just being outdoors in general is great. But for me, like being on the mountain and, and getting to ski nothing compares to it. I can imagine that sense of real freedom that gets unlocked. Mm -hmm. For you, what are you, obviously you're starting to, with the business, talk to women and really that connection to nature. We know that time out in nature is really core to our well-being. What are you hearing from Mm -hmm. women in terms of whether the barriers to getting outside in nature or what are they really embracing about I guess just wanting to leave, sometimes it's leave the work, leave computers, leave (laughs) social media behind and and kind of have that freedom. What are you hearing when you talk to some of your customers or potential customers? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, you know, obviously we started half days during COVID, which was an experience that none of us had ever been through in our lives. So, you know, being so stuck at home for so long and not being able to go outside and do things, I think really started this huge shift in people's excitement to be outdoors and wanting to actually spend more time outside when they could and not be working at home all day, every day. And I think we really saw that boom in skiing specifically. It was one of the only activities that people could still do during that time and being able to to see friends and be outdoors and feel that freedom of just like having the fresh air and not having to worry what was going on at home, I think was really important for people to kind of have that reset and still feel like the world was still continuing, that they could still be out doing the things that they love to do. And the amount of people that I've talked to that have gotten back into skiing since COVID happened that like maybe hadn't gone for like many, many years, but 
got back into it because they were just trying to find ways to get outside or people that have started skiing for the first time ever because of it. I think more and more people have started doing these outdoor activities than ever before because there was such a shift in yeah, people's mindsets of just being excited to have that option of, of getting outside. So I feel like hopefully it stays that way now moving forward and it will continue to just grow from here. It was a complete recalibration of all of our habits, wasn't it? And a really reconnect to the things that matter. And I remember at some of those points in time going, how do we make sure we remember these feelings and, and yeah. what it, the things that are make us feel good, that we are having some more time for, even in amongst the uncertainty and the chaos that it mm-hmm. was. Ariana, as Kylie's just said, you launched in 2020, which is a year of significant disruption to launch a business. Tell me practically, what was that experience like? How did you navigate that just absolute disruption. Was there ever a sense of going, oh, we picked the wrong year or maybe it's not the right time? What was that experience <laughs> like? Totally. I mean, you you hit the nail on the head with that. It was it was a really interesting time to launch a company. And I, you know, needless to say, we didn't choose necessarily to do it during the no. pandemic. We, we started working on it prior to the pandemic. I think a lot of companies actually were born in the pandemic because you know, you were stuck at home with friends or family or partner, whatever it might be. And like, people were like, okay, let's start a company. That didn't happen to us. We started working on it at the end of 2019. And then we're sort of just thrown into it, like during the pandemic in terms of already being on the journey of working on the company. I actually quit my full-time job a month before the US went into lockdown. So February of 2020, I like quit my job. We're going full speed ahead at half days. And I think when the pandemic hit and we all started to go into lockdown, we sort of just tried to look at it as an opportunity to have all of this time to be able to put our heads down on something and not, you know, be fearful of missing out on things with our friends or things like that. So, um, you know, it ended up being the right time. And then to Kylie's point around people just having this renewed love for the outdoors and being in these different types of activities that maybe they haven't done in a long time, it was really advantageous for us for a variety of reasons. First and foremost is that ski mountain ski resorts were open, at least in the US during all of the winters of COVID. And it was one of those things that you could do in that time when nothing else was going on. So that was advantageous for us. And then I think the other component for us was really on like the manufacturing and production side of things that, you know, on a tactical level, we were able to get in with some really incredible manufacturers across the world at a time when a lot of their companies were pulling out of production because everyone was so unknown about what was happening. So we had all these large brands cutting production levels. So we were able to get in with some really awesome factories during that time period. And it ended up being like just the right time, right place. And I don't think we could have ever planned for that to happen, but it all kind of just like laid itself out in the right timing. But you know, all things considered, we just tried to look at the bright side of that whole year and at least the first year of the pandemic. And then from there, things started to, you know, I think become a little bit more clear that this was the right time and the right business to be doing and that the industry was growing and people were just getting more and more excited to be outdoors. So interesting where you talk about the opportunities in in amongst that change and particularly in the manufacturing. I wouldn't have thought of that. Ariana, what were some of the conversations you had with each other? Because also that comes from the mindset and the mentality of going, okay, None of this we could have predicted, as you say, <laughs> quit your job a month <laughs> a month before. You don't put a pandemic into a strategic plan. But 
what were the conversations you were having with each other around that sense of, hey, this is opportunity. We've got some time now to really focus on this. What was that conversation? Yeah, I mean, I think for us, it was almost just like, no turning back. Like, I think at that point, we were kind of like, you know, do we have any other options at this point? Kylie, you know, had just retired previously from the US ski team. She made the full-time move to Denver. Like we were all in on this thing. I quit my full-time job. So I don't even like really remember the conversations that we were having around like, cause I think we were just like, yes. we're doing this, like we're all in. And even when anything would go wrong, like we would lose a manufacturer or something because they were like, sorry, we're closing our doors or something of the sort. Like we would just find the next one and, and iterate quickly. And I just think we were moving so fast in that early years. I mean, Kylie, maybe you have like some other thoughts around it, but I feel like we're just like all in, go for it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we really ever questioned it from the start. Like there was never a question of if this was the right time or if we should or shouldn't move forward with it. We just kind of took it as it was and ran with it. And yeah, like Ari said, I don't even think we had the conversations about it. Like we just, we had the idea and we knew that if we didn't do it, someone else was going to. And maybe at the time it might not have seemed like it made the most sense, but for us, it didn't really matter. We just wanted to continue to run with it and see what we could make happen. And obviously I'm very glad that that was the decision that we made and it ended up working out great for us. And the fact that people are just so excited to be outside. And that was like the biggest benefit from having to go through something like that. Yeah, you would have got feedback very quickly, I imagine, about whether this is the right business, the right time, the right piece of working. Kylie, with your background as an Olympic freestyle aerial skier, what were some of the skills from your career on the slopes that you have tapped into or brought into launching, starting, building a business? Because it's all consuming and there is so many different uh, aspects when it comes to, it's one thing to get frustrated about clothes, it's a whole nother thing to go, we're going to fill that gap. What were some of the skills that you've applied to business? Totally. I think that this is a funny question and something that I've, you know, been asked before and Something that I like to say is that I never thought I would do something more difficult than training and going to the Olympics. I thought that in my life, that would be the hardest thing that I would ever do. And then like I retired from skiing and not even like a year later, I started half days. So I was like, okay, I really didn't give myself much time to relax. But yeah, starting a company is just as hard, if not harder than training for the Olympics. I think something that I've really realized that's similar between the two is you know, one, just dealing with those adversities of having to, you know, learn from your mistakes. If something doesn't go your way, how to push through and figure out how to do it better the second time. The amount of times that like I did a jump on snow where I really messed up and crashed really bad and had to go back up and do it again. It's like understanding how to learn from that mistake quickly and not dwell on it and figure out the next path forward to make sure that you don't make that mistake again. But I think we're always learning, we're always growing and just trying to figure it out as we go. And that's how it was being an athlete too. You know, the answers aren't always handed to you and life's also not easy. Starting a company is not easy. Going to the Olympics is not easy. But I think like, you know, if you have that drive and you're willing to always push forward, I think that's the most important thing. And yeah, I really do compare the two things very often because they are, very similar being an entrepreneur and being an athlete. There's so many things. And I think it's that mental mindset of being able to continue to push forward and not dwell on things because you'll never make it 
if you do that. Such a great insight and I'm almost thinking any of the business owners that might be listening that can actually go and create their own gold medal because this is it's a hard slog <laughs> right like it is. Um, yeah and it's not easy it's not fast yeah and <laughs> it's a slow process. You're learning very very much on the job in a lot of ways. Ariana one of the things obviously the frustration that drove the desire to start Half Days about kind of filling that gap and wanting to really kind of disrupt the industry in a lot of ways. How has that helped to shape what Half Days stands for as a business, as a brand? And how have you seen that kind of connect with customers in terms of, you know, is it disrupting the industry? Are you seeing that other women are actually going, I've had the same frustrations as well? Yeah, it's a it's a really great question. And I think one of the things that we did in the very early stages of designing the brand and what we were going to really stand for with the company was looking at everything that was built up to that point in the outdoor industry and what we maybe didn't necessarily like agree with on, on that front. So we just questioned, we're like, you know, why is it so male dominated? Why is the outdoor industry not super inclusive or diverse? Why is it not approachable? Why does it feel like you have to be an expert to join these outdoor activities or be able to get into them? So I I think that that was really one way that we looked at it It was just kind of challenging the status quo from so many different angles and really just questioning the way that we wanted to build this and questioning the way that other companies had built their, their stance in this space. And I would say that a few of the things that we've been able to do based off of that was not only the product development side of things of building a product from the ground up for women and ensuring that the product fits well for a variety of women's bodies. We care a lot about size inclusivity and are working to expand that even further, which we're really excited about, but also the community component of the brand. We really just want to build this community of women that's really excited to get into the outdoors and just encouraging and welcoming and kind of being like this welcoming hand into the space. And then kind of going off of that, the like approachability and inclusivity of the brand as well is something that we just want to ensure that we're representing all women and showing that you know, the outdoors are for everyone. And yeah, I think that those are kind of some of the key components and how we've been able to decipher like, what do we really want to stand for in this space? What have you learned about clothes and clothing? I mean, that's again, a whole different kind of industry. And, and certainly the lines that you put out are really vibrant colours. There's a real energy in the pieces that you kind of pull together. But Aria, what have you learned about fashion and clothing? Yeah, I think like, I think that it's, it's an interesting question. And I, I would say that the, the baseline here is that the apparel industry is so difficult. It's really a tough one to get into and also to scale something. Like you can you can build a product, you can sell a few of them, whatever that looks like, but like how to get it out to the masses. And I, I guess that goes for really any consumer product, not necessarily just fashion, but that is one big component of it. Like how to launch something, get it off the ground, scale it. And then also on the apparel side of things, like are we ensuring that we're working with factories that have great labor qualities and standards and ethics and are we selecting materials that are sustainable and are we getting it here in the most sustainable way and there's just so many different components I think that go into the apparel industry and also the level of scrutiny that is continuing to rise with with just sustainability efforts across the board so I would say that that's definitely like a huge piece of kind of what I've learned is just that it's a really difficult industry and you have to make a lot of decisions correctly to be able to operate effectively in this space and 
yeah, I think that's probably like the biggest thing that I've learned so far. Kylie, going into business is hard. Going into business together and it sounds like the uncertainty or the chaos of the, the pandemic forged a lot of it and, and really forged that sense of determination together with you both. How have you navigated, I guess, that business relationship? Are there any kind of key elements that you've lent on that help make it successful? Do you have any non-negotiables about the way that you work together, about the way that you make sure that that relationship with each other is still really, really key? Totally. I think starting a business with anyone is a very, very difficult process. And it's something that you can't prepare yourself for until you're in it. As I mentioned, me and Ari met in 2019 and we started Half Days in 2019. So we didn't know each other very well at the time when we decided to take this leap together. And I think it's been so cool to be able to grow with each other and have this experience. And we've learned so, so much through it all. And one of the things being that communication is key. You know, if we have any issues going on or questions or concern about things, like we need to talk about them immediately and work them out and deal with them. Because if you don't talk about them, then they're not going to get resolved and bigger issues will come from them. So I think, yeah, communication is so important. And I think me and her together have gotten really good at sitting down with each other as often as we possibly can to have these conversations to make sure that we're having the best time that we can be having, because that's the whole point of starting a company together is to be enjoying what you're doing and having this experience together. And just, we're both so passionate about half days and about this idea and about watching it grow. So I feel like I would say that that's really the most important thing for us. And it's definitely helped us get us to the point where we are now. And we continue to make sure that that's at the forefront of our relationship moving forward. I reckon that's absolutely critical in business. I think we don't often stop and think about what's our experience. Are we enjoying this? Because there's just mm-hmm. another order to put out or another <laughs> email to send or something else to practically do. But just how important that is to check in with each other and have those kind of conversations. Ariana, anything you would add to that in terms of that strength and connection? Because it's such a key relationship in terms of the business. Yeah, no, I, I definitely echo everything that Kylie said. And I think that it's it's been a learning experience for us. That, you know, we were both 23 when we started half days so you know we didn't have long careers behind us per se we were jumping into something and you know let alone building a company and building a team and learning how to manage people and it it was all just happening so quickly and then also having to manage our relationship and Kylie and I are also really close friends so not just as like adding another kind of layer of complexity into things where you like have a friendship and you also have a working business relationship so those are things that we've had to work through and just to Kylie's point, like open communication has always been key. And and also like remembering that it's just business. Like we're making clothing, we're making skiwear. Like it was detrimental to our friendship or relationship. Like we would address it. And I think that that's like the biggest thing. And then also just being honest with each other, with what we both want out of it, I think has been really key also in terms of like, okay, you know, are we, what are we trying to build here? Are we, do we want to get to a certain scale and kind of coast? Do we want to build something really big? Do we want to have something small for a long time? How many people do we want to have on the team longer, longer term? Like there's just so many questions that I think you don't really even think about before starting that you have to kind of like figure out along the way. And especially as you start to take on investments and the stakes get higher and you're selling into you know, global retailers and all of these things. And there's just things just become like, I think more serious, especially for us quickly. 
So yeah, I think that just being honest with each other and having open communication and like always addressing things has been critical. Now imagine with the growth and the, you know, the rapid change that you've had, that that's an ongoing conversation. It's not like it's one that you have once, but you're kind of going, are you, is this still what you want from the business? Are we still kind of heading in this direction? What has surprised you most about being in business, Ali? Many things have surprised me. I think that starting half days, I had no idea what to expect. I had been an athlete my whole entire life. I had just retired from being an athlete and it was my first step into the real world was, you know, starting a company. So I really, I had no experience in the business world. It's not so, yeah, what I a, really um, a no school career, <laughs> you know, you hang no. on, just go and do 15 years in a corporate job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Which I think honestly, like was kind of the nice part about it was not having like any expectations when we started. I was kind of just going with the flow and like taking it as it came kind of and learning through every single experience that we've had. And yeah, I think it's been fun in that way of seeing how quickly things can change. And with a startup, that's just a constant thing. You know, our team's growing. We're creating more and more products. We're working with more manufacturers. There's just so much that comes with a growing startup. And it's something that you learn along the way. And I don't think really anyone can teach you or prepare you for what to expect in doing something like this. And again, that makes it fun, but also makes it very, very difficult. And yeah, you just really have to take it day by day, honestly. Mm. Ariana. Yeah. Um, I would say that the, and Kylie and I focus on like different things within the business as well. So I think that our experiences have been like, the things that have probably surprised her are things that would also be surprising to me, but that I haven't like been as mm. close to and vice versa. But I feel like the team side of things has actually been, and, and I think that it's something that a lot of founders know is that building a team and managing people is what the most important thing within a business. And it's also the most difficult and really being able to build a strong culture and hiring the right people and cultivating relationships and ensuring that everyone's happy. Like, I think that's, I, I spend a lot of my time on that alone. And I think that that has been surprising that it, that it is one of the like largest components of my role. And I don't think that I, I just don't think I expected it, especially not having been in like an organization prior where I was like, you know, had a large team or anything like that. So I, I think that that's just been a really interesting component that has definitely surprised me. Ariana, can you talk a little bit to the the growth that you have had and are having? Obviously, we've talked about kind of launching in the pandemic. I'm coming to you from Australia. I understand the brand's launching here in Australia. Talk to me a little bit about, yeah, just some of that growth trajectory. Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, we launched in November of 2020. So We've had three like winter seasons here in the US under our belts at this point. And I think that the niche that we found in the apparel and outdoor industry has really just struck a chord with women. They, I think a lot of women had similar experiences to Kylie and I in the sense of not being able to find outdoor apparel that was fashion forward, that fit them well, that they were excited about and excited about the brand. So I think when Aptis came into the market, they were like, oh, finally, this is like something that I was looking for. So I think we just struck a chord in the right niche at the right time and have had 
pretty fast growth here in the U.S. in a short period of time. We're carried in a lot of like national retailers here in the U.S. and have had like pretty strong word of mouth in terms of getting the brands out there in a large way. With that being said, we're now starting to think about global expansion, which is you know part of this conversation and like us launching in Australia and New Zealand. And yeah, global expansion is definitely a part of our strategy. And we're kind of just being able to take that foundation that we've built in the US so far and just start to bring it to additional markets. As we also just see that there is a clear disconnect in a lot of the industries globally for, for outdoor apparel, that women are really wanting something that's like fashion forward and technical and really built from the ground up for women from a brand and product perspective. Carly, growth is busy and active and there is a lot of balls that you're kind of juggling up in the air. How do you manage your own energy and drive in amongst the busyness? Because I imagine, particularly as founders for you both, your energy is as critical as any other strategy within the business feeling like you can continue to turn up what are some of your tools or how do you navigate resetting (laughs) or tapping into your own energy totally I think that you know being a founder there's a lot of ups and downs throughout the year depending on you know when is the busy time for launch or what we're prepping for during that time but I think for me the thing that gives me the most energy and excitement is seeing our product out in the real world. And maybe that's not the exact answer that you're looking for, but I feel like for me, like being able to see the product in use on Mountain, on people that we don't even have a connection to that are just excited about what we're doing, I feel like really gives me that energy to continue moving forward. And like hearing people just reach out to us randomly or even reaching out to our friends who then pass on like messages they've gotten from people that are like, oh, you know, the founders of Half Days. We love that brand. We love what they're doing. It's so cool. We love their product. It just makes it so exciting and like fulfilling to know that what we're doing and what we were so passionate about starting is resonating with so many people out there and that we actually are making a difference and that these women are feeling more included than they ever have before and that they feel like that we're making a difference in the outdoor community is it's just so so exciting and specifically for me like obviously being out on the mountain and skiing gives me that energy but being out on the mountain and skiing and seeing people in half days at the same time like I I couldn't think of something better honestly yeah it fuels you to kind of keep going are you pretty good at kind of Mm -hmm. celebrating those moments and acknowledging those sometimes in business we keep moving so fast that we just don't pause and take them in yeah we're actually not that great at it and we've had these conversations where we we really don't take a step back very often and like look at what we're doing bigger picture and be like you know we did this we had this idea and we really made it happen and you know, we were just talking about like going into our next launch, like we really need to celebrate the work that we're putting into it because things just happen so quickly and are moving so fast. We like do one launch and it happens and we're like, all right, on to the next. We like don't take that time to like breathe and just like be proud of ourselves and our team for what we've accomplished so far. And so that's really something that we're hoping to do moving forward because I feel like we deserve that. And everyone deserves to like take a minute to really be proud of what they're doing and make 
what they're doing really seem worthwhile. So yeah, I think that's definitely the plan moving forward. Not great at it now, but hopefully we get better. And look, it's so common. We just get onto the next thing and the next thing, and there's always things to be doing, right? And no one else is going to tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, it's time to celebrate. It's about being intentional yeah. about it, but key thing to do. Exactly. Ariana, what do you do to navigate your own energy amongst the busyness? Yeah, I, I definitely struggle with this personally, just because there's so much going on all the time. And, you know, there's so many people are like busy in this world. And I think that it's just something that like being able to take a step back and just say like, okay, what is going to like take the energy down a notch and, and really just like allow you to relax in certain times. But personally, I think it's for me just being able to like find moments of being able to unplug, like just not looking at your phone for a little while, even just like small moments, even if it's not like I'm taking a two week vacation to, you know, continue with the energy and drive when life's getting busy, but just finding moments throughout the week or the weekends or evenings where you can unplug and just do something that kind of re-energizes you, whatever that might be. And I think for me, it's just being able to like, you know, have a good meal and just like not think about work and just really unplug or like meditate and working out and going for walks, like just those small moments that are really, really nice to be able to like continue that energy. Capture those while while you can. What's exciting you about what's next? That's a really good question. I think for us, we have like so many exciting things in front of us. Like our brand is really still in the infancy stage. And even though we've been able to do a lot in a short period of time, I think the opportunities in front of us really are endless. We have a lot a lot of exciting kind of expansion initiatives going on with retail and global expansion, as well as new product lines and, you know, being able to grow our team and things like that. So I think that those are all some really exciting things kind of in front of us. How about for you, Kylie? Yeah, I think for us, the exciting thing is just seeing what we can do with half days, whether that's product expansion or just building a a greater community. I think that's something that's really important to us is continuing to work on getting more women in the outdoors, whether that's in skiing or hiking or cycling or whatever that outdoor activity looks like. If we can do the most possible to get as many women out there, I think that's something that's really important to us. And for example, we have a Slack community currently that Ari, how many followers do we have on our Slack community? Like, I'm not sure off the top of my head. Like a a thousand, a thousand, over a thousand women in our, in our Slack group. Yeah. Yeah. Which is already such an amazing community that women use to find other people that are in their location or skiing at a certain mountain that they're skiing out. And they've literally built relationships through that Slack community of, of friendships. And actually people have become roommates through that community as well. So to even have a part in something that seems so small, but being able to get women connected in a certain way is so, so exciting. And I think continuing on that is something that I'm definitely looking forward to. And I know um, everyone at Half Days is excited to see grow. There's something about hearing the adventures of others that just motivates you, not only to cheer them on, but to go, oh, what's, what's my thing? I think it sparks something in all of us when we share those. Totally. Absolutely. I've really enjoyed this conversation. I think there's so much I've taken away from it in terms of just finding the opportunity, continue to be honest and open with the people that we work really closely with and really kind of value those connections. 
and continually kind of getting clear about the experience that we want to have, whether it's with work or outside of work and really that encouragement around kind of getting into adventure. The name of this podcast is called Standout Life. It's my last question to you both. What does it mean to you to live a standout life? Ariana, I'll go to you first. Yeah, I, I would say just really being able to find the thing that you love and go for it. I think that's one of the biggest things that life is really about and just being able to go down the path that, that you're meant to be going down. And I think I think it's also for some people who haven't found that thing yet or aren't able to like really understand like, well, what is my passion? What is the thing that I love? And I think that it's all about just timing and like kind of being in the right place, right time and and just really being open to kind of figuring out what that thing might be. But yeah, I would just say like really being able to focus on what you love every single day, if you're able to. Go for it. I love that. Kylie, what about for you? Yeah, I mean, I think that my answer is probably pretty similar to Ari's. And I think a standout life probably looks different for everyone, depending on what they are passionate or interested in. But I think what's most important is reaching for those goals that you want to achieve. You know, there's so many people that have these ideas of things that they want to do or things that they're passionate about, but they don't take that next step to actually do them. And I think that's what's holding a lot of people back. And it might be scary sometimes. And a lot of the times it is scary and it's, it's hard to make that leap. But if you don't make that leap and, and see the what ifs, you'll never know, you know, the certain experiences you can have or the life that you can have, or, you know, you don't want to be stuck doing something that you're not excited about for the rest of your life. I think it's more important to, to take those risks. And if you fail, you can, you know, stand up and try again, but you'll, you'll never know if, if you don't try. Fear is not the reason. It's not the sign mm-hmm. not to give it a go. Thank you totally. so much. Really appreciated this conversation and might see you out in the mountains one day. Yes, I hope so. Definitely. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this conversation, then let's keep the conversation going. The main place that I hang out is on Instagram at Allie Hill, A-L-I-H-I-L-L. One of the ways you can continue to support me and the team behind the podcast is if you could take two minutes just to rate and review Standout Life Podcast on whatever platform you are listening to. You can also subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified when new episodes come out. And if this conversation is one that you know that someone in your world would get huge amount of value out of, then please share share it with them or maybe share it on your socials. Once again, thanks so much for tuning in, for your ongoing support and for joining me in exploring what does it really take. As always, this is Standout Life Podcast and I'm Ali Hill.